Hey, what is up, guys? Long time no talk. This is the Leafs Convo Podcast presented by Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. It is Sunday, March 15th, 2020. No Leafs, no nothing. Thanks to COVID-19, we are on lockdown. But Mike and I can still hook up via podcast communication like we're doing right now. Mr. A, how are you? How's your health? Good morning, Norm. Um, I'm good, you know, uh... I'd like to think everybody around this time of year. And of course, when you have a cold, especially in this, this era and what's going on right now, everybody thinks that you have coronavirus, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And all my, all my family and friends uh, are fine, but uh, it's a, it's a concerning time for not only the hockey world, but the world itself. OGs converts, let us know inside community or below this podcast in the post on YouTube, how you're doing, how you're feeling spiritually. We want to know we're one big family. We're all in this together. So Mike, no hockey, like nothing. And we don't even know when it's going to start again. Things have been suspended indefinitely. You Mm. write about hockey on a constant basis. You need things to unfold, develop, and there's nothing. Talk about the challenges that presents you when writing for Hockey Buzz and the other publications that you contribute to. I mean, thankfully, I'm somebody who even in the summer months when there's nothing or little news going on, I write every day. So, um, you know, I'm sort of in August mode, the way the way I've said is, you know, looking I can look we can look back and I will be doing that looking back on the season as it's unfolded and looking forward to what may happen. Uh, Yesterday, I wrote about. I mean, right now it's tough to find any kind of optimism in terms of anything going on right now. You know, the American Hockey League is probably going to shut down completely for the rest of the season. The ECHL is doing the same thing, but the NHL is holding out hope that after a month or so and mm-hmm. after things start to go down that they can um, that they can play games. And I'm not sure if that means in empty arenas or if that me- it means with the, with fans in the arena, yep. but that's, that's, that's the hope. And, I said yesterday, it's like, okay, here's, here's the optimism. If you're looking specifically at the Maple Leafs, they were, they had just got Morgan Riley and Cody CC back from injury. Uh, they had not had all their defensemen available to them since December 27th, when Jake Muzzin uh, suffered a fractured foot. Uh, when they come back, if they come back this year, they will have a completely healthy blue line. Now, will that mean that they're going to be, com- you know, successful no mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it but at least the excuse of being shorthanded in terms of injury uh will be gone they'll have everybody at hand uh they probably would have Ilya mikhaev back from his wrist laceration you wouldn't have the concerns of freddie anderson being overplayed as as you probably would have if the playoffs had started on april 7th as they were supposed to um so a lot of things now, those things would also be factors with teams like Tampa Bay or Boston. You know, Tampa Bay lost Stamkos. So they would probably have Stamkos back by the time uh, the playoffs start. But it eliminates the excuses of, you know, fatigue and injury. That it, You'd have the entire team, uh, except for Andreas Janssen, available. And they would have, you know, we get a fair estimate of what they would do in a playoff scenario. With no hockey, the game we love, Taken away from us. L- looking back, don't you feel like a lot of the bickering about who's playing up to value, who isn't, who's better based on the numbers, the way we would go at each other within the fan base, doesn't mm-hmm. all of that just seem petty and 
trivial. A lot of the subtleties and the nuances and stuff like that, we, we'd pour through the minutia of things, but would know that no matter how we feel on that day, the next day, hockey would be back. It's trivial, but that's sports. I yeah. mean, that's part, that's part of, that's part of the, you know, the, the soup of sports that, you know, that's, that sort of one faction of a fan base who believes mm-hmm. in one player and another believes in another. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm a Yankee fan and I think Aaron judge is great, but I hate Jared Carlos Stanton because he's never healthy. It's like, you know, I mean, that, that just, that just is, is part of the whole mix. And, you know, right now we're bemoaning the fact that there is no hockey and we, we're, we'd just be thankful to have the argument about William Nylander or Martin Marinson or Mitch Marner. Um, but once it comes back, it'll be front and center again. We'll, mm. we'll, we, we'll be talking about those things. Maybe for a, um, a red hot minute, we will sort of take, take stock and say, oh, I'm glad hockey's back. And then, ah, William Nylander sucks or oh, William Nylander's great. It's going to start right over again. I'm hoping for unity. I know it'll be fleeting, but I think we'll be unified in euphoria when hockey does resume. This is the Leafs Combo Podcast presented by Oak Ridge Ford. A bit later on, we're going to test Mike's memory. I'm going to throw out some forgotten Maple Leafs, see if Mike can figure out who they are. Plus, Mike's also going to give us his best and worst moments of the Maple Leafs season so far. Fives on Twitter, looking forward to listening to the podcast. Yours is the best in Leafs Nation. Thank you, Fives. Is that from Clone Wars? Because I'm a big Clone Wars fan. Devin at NASCAR 427. Wow, I need a break from this corona. Can't wait. Well, wait no longer, Devin. It is here. You know, the suspension of play jolts a lot of people. It makes a lot of people feel uncomfortable. Oh, the season's going to be canceled after their suspension. You have to believe, Mike, that these leagues are putting into place a, a safe system of resumption, Right. What are they going to do? Like, they're working on this right now. What are they going to do when the coast seems a little clearer, right? So they can play with no one in the stands, get everybody tested, make sure nobody has a fever. They can do their thing for television, and you know the ratings are going to be bananas. So it's not just like, well, let's suspend play. Everybody go home. Everybody forget about hockey indefinitely for months and months and months. There's a contingency plan in place for whichever outcome we end up uh, confronting. But... Mm -hmm. Let's not lose hope that everything is going to be over forever and that we've, we're entering some dystopian society and it's all going to end. Well, I mean, Gary Bettman was fairly clear on, I think it was Thursday when he guested on uh, Hockey Central on Sportsnet. And he was talking about the fact that the NHL is planning, you know, for they're open to new ideas in terms of how to resume the regular season and the playoffs. It all depends on when. Um, I mean, I, I wrote something a couple days ago where essentially they hope to finish the regular season schedule. But if this extends, if the suspension extends into mid to late April, I don't think there's any way that they can play 12 or 13 regular season games, you know, maybe not even three or four, because you, you're then going to have a playoff ex- extending into July. I know that they've inquired regarding the availability of buildings going that far, but you know, there are things like the NHL draft and other aspects that, and, and, and the fact that he wants a pristine 2020, 2021 season, meaning starting on time with training camp and starting on time with the regular season. So at a certain point, there is a, a date where they can't continue uh, where they just simply can't get the games that they need to get 
done. And that that will be the at the moment where they say, well, we can't continue. Um, ideally, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have if they can't complete the regular season, I think they're going to probably have an expanded playoff scenario. So the teams that were one or two points out of a playoff spot would get a chance in a play-in type of situation. It could be a 20 or 24 team playoff to start um, a little later on in the spring. And if that happens, you know, I think that that was in the minds of NHL owners anyway, going forward with the new CBA. So it's going to be a brave new world. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know when it's going to start. We hope it's going to start in three, four, five weeks. But the other complicating factor is if you have a travel ban between the United States and Canada and there's difficulty getting teams back and forth over the border, that may simply, that may simply end the season right there. So we, we don't know. I work in an industry that relies on an open border. If that thing shuts down, then I will be staying home. This is the Leafs Convo Podcast for Oak Ridge Ford. Cool and trending in community. I doubt we'll see hockey till next season, unfortunately. Can we begin talking about summer moves or is it too soon? I don't even know what to think cool and trending. To be honest, I don't know when this quarantine, when the suspension of everything until this COVID-19 virus goes away. I don't know how long this is going to last. It's hitting home for me more and more every minute. The kids are going to be home for three weeks. You know, March break's great for one week, okay? But the kids are going to be home for three weeks. Things are shutting down. There's no hockey. People are batting down the hatches. You see these ridiculous lineups at Costco, people getting toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all these things because people want to, they want to be a part of the hysteria. Can you imagine some of the ridiculous conversations that people are having as they're waiting in line for Costco to open at 6 a.m.? This ridiculous conversation. You have all the lunatic... Um, conspiracy theorists out there like you imagine and so a lot of this stuff is just it's just ramping up so the idea of can we talk about something concrete and something that's going to happen down the line is difficult because we don't know where this is going you want to be you you want to be positive about it um you want to be idealistic about it but this is territory that we have not ventured into and who knows how long this journey is going to be this journey to to nowhere it is an uncertain future. We don't know what, what, where things are going to lie. Um, I, I have to say that, I mean, one of the concerns I have is the, the ability to do my job. And, yeah. you know, you were, you were talking about your, the ability for you to, um, you know, get cars to sell that are coming from Detroit. With me, it's like my ability to get over the border and go up to Toronto to cover games. And if, uh, you know, if I can't do that, then... You know, I can always watch games on TV and report, but it's not the same thing as being there and being able to ask questions of different players and things of that nature. So it's going to have a, it's going to have an effect on, on people. And I mean, it, it's, it's really, I, I, I mean, I, I don't understand the whole toilet paper thing. I took a picture and I posted on my Instagram a couple of days ago of an entire sh- an entire row that was toilet paper, to- um, paper towels, uh, you know, little kitchen folding paper towels, all everything gone, and a complete shelf of beer stocked, you know, to the to the top of the shelf. So it's like in Buffalo, usually it's reverse. Usually it's the beer that's gone and the, and the toilet paper that's there. But uh, I, you know, so yeah, there there 
right now is just sort of a suspension of good sense. And I understand that when it, when it comes to a panic, but there is no reason to panic right now. This is, you know, I mean, people need to be safe. People need to be even, even headed and even handed Mm -hmm. and just ride this out. And like I said, the one thing that we've always had when anything has gone on, even like during world war two, even after nine 11 was sports, we had sports to fall back on as a distraction. And now sports is not there. The only sport that's out there is UFC, and I've never watched UFC in my life. Did baseball mean anything without the splendid splinter, Ted Williams, in a fighter plane? I know they, they played without him. And, and, and DiMaggio and Rizzuto and a lot, of, a lot of star players in hockey and baseball and football. Like They all went to war. And, that's you amazing. Know, it, but, but, but thing was when they when they came back they resumed their careers and that happened during korea and it happened so i mean yeah i mean but we always had sport there as a distraction even though you know during the warriors some people um they don't recognize that the, the statistics as being you know completely accurate because you know the quality of the play was down but we always sure. had it we, we had it 10 days after 9 11 and yeah. right now we don't have it and I think if we did have sports, at least it would be a distraction. Now, the only distraction we have is being able to watch Netflix. Maury Zelkovich on Community. It might be cool if you guys could interview some players with their views on what's going on. Well, Maury, we don't know where the players are. And even if they were available, the Leafs would never let a podcast like us talk to those players. Now, when I did work in television, I was able to get players. If any of the OGs are true, 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 true OGs going back to... 2013, 14, 15, you'll remember the convo that I mm-hmm. used to do from the television station. Mike and I would chat, but I'd also have like a ton of OHLers on Maple Leafs, Kyle Dubas, all these guys. So those were the days. I don't know where those podcasts are on SoundCloud somewhere. I'm really focused on the now and this uh, new era for the Leafs combo. We are on fire. You know, we're close to 1 million listens on all platforms. Like, any day now, who is going to be the one millionth listener? That is a big question, and whoever it is, if I could find out who you are, I'll send you some swag. This is the Leafs Convo Podcast for Oak Ridge Ford. Nathan Jenner from Oak Ridge Ford. We are celebrating March with crazy lease specials all month long, like a 2020 F-150 Lariat with leather and navigation for only $4.99 per month, plus HST on a four-year lease with $0 down. Our reputation gets you here, our customer service keeps you coming back. For full details and other great deals, visit us at oakridgeford.com or check out our showroom at Oxford and Wonderland. And we are back. Make sure to contribute to this podcast and community and below this post. So we're going to resume the feature that is Forgotten Leafs. You can check out the playlist on YouTube. We had a lot of fun with it about a year ago. We're looking for content now, so we thought we would resurrect it. Forgotten Leafs, Mike, this mm. center who was born in Kingston, played for the Leafs from 95 to 97, 102 games over two seasons, scored 29 goals, 33 assists, got a few points in a very short playoff run with the Maple Leafs in 95-96. From Kingston, mm-hmm. who is he? Uh, I believe it's former, former second overall pick, Kirk Muller. Correct, my friend. You have not... Missed the beat. You remember Forgotten Leafs and how scrutinizing and how hard it is on people of your stature within the game. And you have come through with flying colors, Michael. Do you remember the team he was drafted by second overall, 1984? 
New Jersey. Yeah. Would that have been, would that have been, would that have been Lou who picked him? Yeah, um, no, I think it was 85. And I think Lou joined the Devils in 87 because I think his first first round pick was Brendan Shanahan, actually. Where was um, Lou? Where was Lou before he got into the NHL? Was he at what, Providence College or pro, something? Or? Pro, exactly. Providence College. Yeah. And, um, and that's but, where Burke came from, too, right? And Ron Wilson. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's six degrees of Kirk Muller mm. and Lou and Ron and Berkey. Well, congratulations, Mike. You haven't missed a beat. Good job. So you're one, <laughs> you're, you're one for one. Okay. Forgotten Leafs continues. Brought to you by No One Cares. Um, 2006, <laughs> 2006 to 2009, uh, this defenseman joined the Maple Leafs uh, after a successful run with another organization in which he won a Stanley Cup. And then decided to join a team that was going nowhere. I played uh, three seasons, had two 40-point campaigns from the blue line. He's from the Czech Republic. He's not Thomas Caberlou's mm. twin. No. But he won, a, he, won, he won a Stanley Cup with another Eastern Conference team. Played a season, then joined the Maple Leafs. And he was a big acquisition at the time because the Leafs were looking for uh, any, yeah. any semblance of legitimacy. And he brought it for two seconds, but was automatically uh, and almost instantly a whipping boy. Yeah, the most irresponsible $5 million contract <laughs> that was uh, that and Jason Blake. We're talking about the great and wonderful Pavel Kubina. Pavel Kubina finished his season in 12-13 with Genève Servette. Three games, one point, four penalty minutes. That's how you go out. That's how you end your professional hockey career. So, Mike, uh, we were going to do uh, the highs and lows for the Leafs season that has been suspended. Hopefully it will resume at some point with a mini playoff tournament or something like that. We're keeping our fingers crossed. But Mm -hmm. knowing you, Mike, knowing you, I thought we would say forget about the highs. Let's just focus on the lows of the season and we'll do the highs during another episode because we've got to focus in on the lows. That's what we do around here. So go for it. In chronological order, I believe this was in early November, the, the debut of Casimir Cascasuo and the loss to Pittsburgh, which basically facilitated the end of the Mike Babcock era in Toronto. That was a hideous effort by the, by the Leafs. Uh, really, you know, they really never had a chance in the game. They fell behind, I think, two or three, nothing in like the first 10 minutes. And uh, I mean, it just spelled the end of, of Babcock because mm-hmm. the team didn't really have any confidence. Um, that was one. I mean, these are not in in order of importance, but just in chronological order. The uh, the the second one was the loss to Florida in Toronto. I believe it was in January, where they had a three one lead and had were had played fantastic the first two periods, and then uh, just fall apart in the third period. I believe it was four goals against by the by the Panthers. They lost five to three, and you look at where the race was when the league was paused and they were up only by three points on Florida. And I look at that game and the fact that they had a lead and they blew the lead and say, you know, if at the end of game 82, is that the two points that were really going to cost the Leafs a chance at the playoffs? Mm -hmm. The third, the third one was the one that I saw in person here in Buffalo uh, where the Leafs were tied two, two in the third period to a Buffalo team that, had been playing terribly for weeks and weeks. And of course it never 
it doesn't matter how bad the Leafs or how bad the Sabres are when the Sabres and Leafs play in Buffalo, the Sabres win and they scored three goals in the third period and won five to two that, that game along with that Pittsburgh debacle uh, earlier that week. And then the Carolina disaster, you know, that was the area of concern just before the deadline. And one of the main reasons why that, a lot of fans were concerned about this team, uh, but they seem to be turning it around a little bit, but then they lose the three games on the West coast trip. I was, I was going to put, th- but that was not one game. It was uh, three bad games in a row in California, but uh, those three games that I mentioned, I think are the low points of the season. OG's conference. You heard Mike share your thoughts. What are your top three worst performances from the Maple Leafs this season? Mike, is it good that the Leafs aren't terribly bad or terribly great, just kind of plodding along? I've been hoping this team would catch lightning in a bottle and just go straight into the playoffs with reckless abandon and just go on a tear. But it just seems like, you know, as soon as the team gets bad and has these embarrassing moments, it rebounds. And then you're beginning to believe that something's uh, afoot. And then they lose a game that they shouldn't, right? When they went out West, like, what the heck's going on? You're losing to these bottom feeders from the Western Conference. Then they bounce back. Maybe it's this feeling out process. Maybe this team um, is is going to quietly get into the playoffs and make some noise. Or is, is that idealism just a personal thing to help people like myself uh, comprehend what's going on and hope for the best? And, and in actuality, these being idealistic uh, with a team like this uh, at, at the end of the day, just is a, is a, a futile way to uh, think of things. Last word to you. Yeah, just as mediocrity was annoying when the team was, I think, trying to bottom out and rebuild a few years ago. Mediocrity is annoying when a team is at a certain level and is trying to achieve that higher level. And that's where the Leafs are right now. They have the talent. They may not have the perfect construction, but they do have enough talent to succeed. And we've seen that at certain points, the last two games against Tampa, one of the best teams in the league, they've stepped up and played two very good games. They beat Florida and Florida. And then you'll see them just check out against teams that, you know, on the West coast. I mean, don't get me wrong. LA and Anaheim both played good defensive games and the Leafs had scoring chances and they got good goaltending, but they didn't win. And a team that has reached that certain level finds ways to win and we will see if the season resumes whether this team can find a way to navigate through teams that they come up against in the playoffs and win because mm-hmm. they we haven't we haven't seen that since 2004 guys get at me on social media i'm on twitter i'm back on facebook after years and years of being away happily but being on facebook does help my uh, business And that business is facilitating vehicles for people who need them, sometimes don't even need them. Get at me on Facebook, Norman James. You just go in a little search box there and find me and then like my Facebook page too, Norm at Oak Ridge Ford. I want you guys to support Mr. Augello uh, on all the platforms that he writes for. He's one of the best in the business. That's why I've kind of hooked my wagon to his stardom. And Mike, thank you very much for taking us to where we are right now. Guys, we 
love the season. We dislike the season. We love players. We scrutinize players. And now we don't really have anything to talk about other than things in the past and being hopeful for the future. It puts everything into perspective for us, doesn't it? Doesn't it? We don't have anything to really talk about that is contemporary and now. It's lamenting and glorifying things that have happened and keeping our fingers crossed for things that we hope are going to come sooner rather than later. Mr. A, I don't know what you have planned, but I know here in beautiful London, Ontario, I'm staying the F home, not because I've been told on Facebook, but because my wife has told me so. And guess what I get to do when I stay the F home? Clean the house. Clean the Mm -hmm. house. That'll be a lot of fun. Plus, I'll put this podcast together.